Coach, you're already fired up. I'm fired up. I'm fired up. <laughs> Our pre-combo. <laughs> you, know, you might be the where truth confronts BS on I, this one. I got I, it I got right that now. feeling. I got it. I got yep. it right now. Yes, yep. I, do. I do. All right. Well, uh, I'm going to introduce you. Okay. So, I got Coach Greg McNeil, my partner in crime on this podcast. He is um, Yoda and Gandalf in one you think that you're hiring him for kettlebell training as a strong first instructor, and instead he takes your soul, your mental, and your emotional uh, inner man through all kinds of wonderful transformation where you come out stronger both inside and outside. He's also a licensed counselor, works with our soldiers out here on our base, and a all-around good and funny guy. Yes, I'm about to giggle right now. I can't help it. <laughs> I thought I'd kind of throw in a little twist there, Coach. Keep people on their toes. That's right. And uh, my name is Sherry Wilson, and uh, both of us are clients of one another. I'm still waiting on my, my arm here, getting mm-hmm. that better, but I plan on being back in the gym. But um, I'm a business consultant, make my clients money. That's my main thing. And uh, this podcast, I would have to say, Coach, is one of my favorite things. I think that, I think our coaching intensive where we get together and help people in person, uh, just to me are some of my favorite things I do now. Kind of like one of those things where you're walking through life and then all of a sudden it's like you cross paths and you realize that it's more than kettlebell training. It's more than uh, social media management. There's something bigger yes. that we're doing and we want to heal community we want to heal business we want healthy people healthy families healthy communities and uh i think that pretty much sums up what we're doing on this podcast huh conversations about that stuff we're going to talk about change that's why you're all fired up oh yes i am (laughs) so uh i want you to maybe kick off how you would define change then i'll give a little bit of my understanding on it and and we'll start there Okay, so when I think of change, change is a necessary process in the development of every species, human being, everything on the planet, right? Yeah. Change is the process. We change seasons. Yeah. We change phases in our lives from babies to little children to teenagers and so forth until adults. And then from adults, we go into old age. So everything in life is change yeah right and how we relate to change is really where our success lies Mm, how we relate to change Mm -hmm. okay a lot of people don't like it how come well it just depends on what they want from their lives if there are people who let's just say they they don't want to change much because it's difficult or it's uncomfortable for them and they resist it well they have the absolute right power and control not to change but they don't get to complain about not being happy Mm. or experience joy Mm -hmm. because they refuse to change Mm -hmm. right i find people that refuse to change often blame everybody else for not changing yeah throwing those um uh stones in the glass house yes yes okay so i don't I don't think you were, you might have been, but I don't think you were with me when I did a training at the Fast 45 and it was the secrets behind success. 
Probably not. I don't know if I've met you at that point. And one of the things that I wanted to know is how is it that you have people that overcome every obstacle that's thrown at them, and then you have other people that maybe even have a better head start, that they don't make it past the first obstacle. And I was really curious, you know, like when you look at people, um, you know, some of the more common people is like Lincoln. I mean, he failed at everything until he became president. You have uh, Oprah Winfrey, who had a tremendously uh, difficult childhood. You have uh, Walt Disney, who was fired because he lacked imagination. Mm-hmm. You got, you know, Kentucky Fried Chicken. The guy had to start all over at the age of 60-something because his business burned down and then someone stole his recipe. Mm. You know, I mean, there was just thing after thing, legitimate, difficult obstacles. And I want to know, how did they, um, how, how were they successful? Well, in my research, I came across like a fixed mindset and a growth mindset, which I don't okay. want to get into that today. But I just learned that if you have a growth mindset, you'll be able to do anything you set your mind to. But I discovered three types of change that has really helped me. Ooh. So I think I'm going to throw those out there. And then I really want to dive into the meat of, um, I guess, the, the process of change. Okay. okay. So the first one that I found out was developmental. And this one has the lowest aspect of resistance typically because you recognize you need to maybe change a few things as far as emotional intelligence, how you interact with people, stuff. And it's pretty low risk, you know. It'll be beneficial to you, beneficial to the other people, doesn't require much. Uh, But then you have the transitional. And this is change where you need to make some major changes. Like it may be like you're tearing something down and building something new up, you know. It's it's definitely more effort involved and then the most powerful though is uh, transformational change and this is change that is imposed upon you you didn't ask for it you didn't design it just all of a sudden you lost a job lost a spouse whatever it is and you have an opportunity to embrace that change and come out a better person. Okay. Okay. And, uh, you know, for some people, the transformational change can kill them, you know, like physically. Yeah. I mean, sickness or suicide, things like that. So I taught on that class. And I think, you know, me and you as um, people that are always involved in personal development, we're mm-hmm. always doing the developmental mm-hmm. change. Mm-hmm. Um, I can even see that we do a lot of transitional. You know, if something doesn't work, we just kind of race that and start something totally different. And we've both and all of us listening have gone through transformational change. I want to target the, I would say probably the, the first two. Um, and we may not even dive into the transformational one because even though the developmental is low effort, the second one requires more effort, what I find is people sometimes just don't want to put forth the effort. Right. What's going on there? Well, that's kind of, I don't want to say that's loaded, but there are a lot of factors that will make a person think that you know they just don't want to put up the effort but I would say that there are habits that they have become accustomed to okay um 
sometimes, and this is quite painful, but there are sometimes individuals just will just feel like I've gone as far as I want to go, and and I'm happy with my life in this regard. Well, I don't accept it as true, mm-hmm. but I will accept that person's statement. Okay. Um, it's just that when you inspect that life a lot closer, you find out that there's there's joy. I mean, there's conflict. There's there's heartache. There's disappointment, and there's resistance. And so, when that person says, "I don't want to put forth the effort to make changes," um, they have really um, invested in doing the things that they're doing, which are habits that they have become so comfortable with that they would rather stay in that place, and I'm going to call it dysfunction, okay? Okay, um, Because if we're talking about resisting change or putting up effort, then what are you doing, mm-hmm. right? So if you have a great salary, you have a great house, you have a great relationship with your partner and your family, and all of these things are going just well for you, then what is it that you need to change? So we're not talking about that person, are we? We're talking about the person that has something that they know they need to change, but they don't want to put up the effort. To me, even if you're in that place of things are going well, you have a great family, a great um, business and all that, to me, you should be looking for ways where you can become better and better. I would agree with you, but I'm just saying on the surface, if I'm looking at this person, it's Mm -hmm. like, okay, well, if your life is going the way that you want and you're pretty happy, you probably don't have that much pressure to Mm -hmm. change. Now, we're assuming that things are, in this scenario, we're assuming that things are working in such a way that when a a need to change comes up, that that couplehood can make that adjustment, right? Yeah. Um, So, but if you're not willing to do that, then there's something that's gonna make you feel like, hey, you know what, I need to change there's something I need to do. I had this thought, make change a habit. Absolutely. Because, you know, like when I look back, I mean, my life's pretty good. And uh, I can't really think of anything I would want to necessarily change. But to me, if you're not working on something, you're going backwards. Absolutely. You know, so that's kind of like my thought. Now, I understand where you're coming from, Mm -hmm. where you have people that they either don't think that they can change, they don't want to put the effort forth, you know, the dysfunction that you were talking Mm -hmm. about. Um, When you were talking, I realized that change is like a, almost like a a conflict or a confrontation with habit. It is. It requires new habits. Like I never thought about it like that. It is. So can can I, can I jump in with a story real quick? Yeah. So in my time in service, Mm -hmm. I was involved in an auto accident in Great Britain. Mm -hmm. Um, I was stationed at Greenham Common. And, um, and this particular day we were doing laundry and, um, and we were in this um, little town called Hurstbourne Tarrant. Okay. Beautiful little place. And all of a sudden it just started snowing and I'm going around a corner at the top of the hill and the next thing you know the car flips over and my hand goes out the window. I'm in a right-hand drive vehicle in England and, um, and it basically destroys my right hand, mm. and I'm right hand dominant. So after multiple surgeries, 
um, they, they decided that, hey, look, you still have filling in your finger, so we're not going to amputate. They were going to do something called a ray amputation. Mm -hmm. But they decided against it. But I could no longer pull a trigger. Yeah. Now, I had a desire to hunt. So some years would pass. I'd <clears throat> complete a few assignments in Europe, and then I'd come back stateside. Fast forward, now I'm here in Clovis. Mm -hmm. And my life has settled down somewhat. Yeah. And it seems like I can now pursue the things that I've always loved. I've always loved hunting and fishing and things like that. Right. But my knowledge was weak. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I meet a number of um, fantastic individuals and they get me started. And um, I'm going to say Mr. Beckner because uh, Kyle helped me to find a rifle that I wanted. Yeah. But now I have to learn how to shoot left-handed. I have to train my eye. I have to train my brain. And I wasted a lot of ammo. I didn't know we were going to run into an ammo shortage when that first started. <laughs> but anyway, I'd go out to the range, and I was all over the place. I was angry. I was just, I was so frustrated beyond words. And I had some language that came out of my mouth that I could not put on this podcast. <laughs> a rumor sailors didn't have anything on me at the time. But it, 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 it broke me. It, it, it really threatened to break me down. And I realized that I could not think about what I used to do because it was no longer relevant. Because everything that I used to do was on the opposite side of my brain that's gold right there and my coach. body that's gold yeah fist bump oh okay so i just i went home one day it was frustrating you because you were thinking about how you used to do things and now none of that was gonna work none of it so you had to let that go yes in order to pursue your dream and, and create the change yes i okay. mean i had to let it all go i mean there was like using a rod and reel I had mm -hmm. to learn how to use that on the, yeah. differently. So my whole life literally like flipped upside down. And I sat there thinking, what am I going to do? And I was so angry. Um, and then one day I realized that I'm sitting here. I'm, I got some tears. I'm frustrated. You know, I've spent several thousand dollars at this point. But the one thing came to me. It was like, you are hunting. And that's all you know, you are hunting. And so little bit by little bit, I heard myself say, I will do everything that I need to do so that I could succeed. And all the resistance of thinking about what I used to do is like, I let that go. So as far as I'm concerned, I'm left-handed, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm left-eye dominant. Yeah. And Super Bowl Sunday, 2020 mm -hmm, mm -hmm. while most people were watching the game or whatever they were doing I was on a wild hog hunt wild boar hunt and I had a perfect experience I mean a shot that was so great that um, I didn't mess up my meat I had the right gun right everything and I get back and and a guy who's coaching me again I'm gonna go back mr. Beckner he was like you know I wasn't really sure how you were gonna do that at first mm -hmm. but here you are and and my life now is different it is a different life right now yeah. and it feels good and that 
scenario that I went through, it's sort of like it changed my whole mindset. So when I come across another situation that I may not be comfortable with and it requires some sort of uh, adaptation, I can just go right into it. Like we talked about, I don't know if it was the last podcast or the one before, but how we are adaptive and creative. Yes. As human beings. And so that means that we can overcome things that maybe, you know, other species, uh, animals and things may not be able to. Okay, so I think it's important to reiterate, number one, you had to let go of everything you knew before as a right-hand dominant individual. So whatever worked, whatever you did, it was no longer relevant. But then the other thing is, at the point of your probably highest frustration, you were like, I am hunting. Yes. And so now, the letting go of the old, I am hunting, then your brain started looking for solutions it did. and tools, didn't it? It did. And without exception, without exception, everything that you need when you change your mind mm-hmm. is present. Mm-hmm. The people, mm-hmm. the equipment. And I think the last thing that came up was I needed a cheek rest. And the last guy that went out there with me, he's a long distance um, competition shooter, and we're laying on the ground together. He says, Coach, can you see? Are you looking at the top of your eyes? I didn't know how to answer him. So he put his hand over the bridge of my eyeglasses when I was looking through the scope and he found out that I was lifting my neck up so that I could see down through the scope. He said, you need a cheek rest. Mm-hmm. Brought his gun down there and it just so happens that our body types are similar. I put that cheek rest on the butt of my rifle and there it was. I was like, Eureka. Now, before that happened, whoo, you should have heard me. Kicking up dust in my boots. <laughs> I'm laughing right now, boy. I had the language going. It was like, well, I can't even say it, but he knew exactly what I was talking about. And everybody around me, there were some that said it. It's like, you're for real. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not just some guy playing. coming out here. To, that's right. Mm-hmm. You're not playing at all. It was like, this is my life and I am going to have it. And I can even feel the heat in my face right now when I, when I, think about it right then it was like what do I need right what do I need and what I like about that coach too is like so you have this situation where you've I mean I kind of chuckle a little bit because you told me how you were at the doctor's office reading a book on being a sniper and stuff and it's like well (laughs) yeah that was kind of funny that probably wasn't a good idea you know not at the VA but uh uh people look at you weird but with you know like when you like look back at the story it's you not only needed the knowledge, you not only needed the skill, but you needed people mm-hmm. who were experts in these particular areas. Wow, mm-hmm. well, there's a car horn out there, coach. Mm-hmm. But you needed people in these particular areas that could help you fine tune. It's like you had the majority of what you needed. So mm-hmm. that tells me you don't have to go at change all alone. No. Gather people around you mm-hmm. that have that expertise to help you. This is a powerful thing in the thinking. <clears throat> when the mind is directed correctly mm-hmm. towards that goal that you say you want, mm-hmm. all the resources you need Come are to at you. your it, yes. Mm-hmm. This is always the case. There's no exception to that. I yeah. mean that's 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 like a law in the universe, yeah. right? 
So I can think of about 10 people and each one of them had a different part, part to play, Yes. right? And my willingness to change gave those individuals an opportunity to pay a, play a part in my life, okay. right? Mm -hmm. um, and I can think of one of the last guys, he says, coach, don't shoot all those rounds. He says, just put two in your magazine. And he says, you know why? It's like, no. He says, because every shot counts. And so from that, then I only started putting one in the chamber, yeah, right? Yeah. Because my mindset was, it only takes one shot. And then Kyle said, um, it's shot placement, Greg. So I became a student. And at that point, I realized you can't be in that place unless you have a willingness to change. So that was probably the final piece that was like, there went my past right there. It was gone. And the only thing that was sitting in front of me was that moment and my present future going forward. Okay, so I have a question. Yes, ma'am. In between, like, when, you know, you were frustrated and, you know, just everything is like, oh, so, so, you know, annoying. And then you have but I am going to hunt. Yeah. Here's my question. From that point where you said, I am doing this, like it doesn't matter, did the discovery of everything that you needed to be successful at that, all of a sudden it became fun and adventure? It did because, I mean, <clears throat> so this is a little funny, but I'm just going to have to say it. So I'm a high confident guy anyway, not arrogant, but just confident. Once I realized that I had it, when I went on that first hunt, I knew I was ready. But when I came back from that place, I could hear my heels hit the ground when I was walking. <laughs> I saw your shot. It's yeah. like, pop, pop. It's like, and I just knew it. And, and right now, um, it's like it's all I dream about. I mean, I don't have a, a scenario in which I'm not successful. And when we got snowed out last year, I was like, that's all right. I was a little bit bummed, but I was prepared for the trip. So it's like right now my mind knows one thing. I hunt, I succeed, and I learn. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? I'm always learning. We may go a little bit long on this one because um, there's a couple of things I want to get into. That's all right. But, you know, um, that where all of a sudden change becomes effortless because you mentioned that because what got me intrigued about this topic mm -hmm. is you know I was frustrated in seeing people uh, you know that I've known well you know for years and years or uh, just met or it doesn't matter just I've always seen um, at times not in everybody but at times a resistance to the effort mm -hmm. and the work ethic that is required but you had basically, I don't even remember what you said, but you had thrown out the thought of effortless change. That's right. And it intrigued me. So I, I see what you're saying. It's like the effort was when you were trying to hold on to what worked in the past, and it made it a struggle. But once you let that go and you knew what you were going to do, there was no question whatsoever. Now all of a sudden the journey changed to something that was enjoyable. Well, it's the same thing like when we started working on our debt. I avoided looking at the numbers for years. Mm -hmm. I did not want to know how bad it was. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, okay, Sherry, you're being an idiot. You're being resistant to change. Mm -hmm. 
you don't want to do what you know you need to do mm-hmm. and so you just need to quit doing that and get get busy and I was like okay then the most shocking thing happened it surprised the dickens out of me I sat down I get the numbers now the initial shock was <laughs> oh man <laughs> this is bad but I was surprised by my emotional response though all of a sudden I felt empowered mm-hmm. all of a sudden I had data mm-hmm. I could take that data mm-hmm. and I could work with okay I need to make this much more a month mm-hmm. I need to I need to pay debt off this way like I mm-hmm. I paid I think my first card the smallest card and I was like no this ain't smart I'm gonna go straight to the highest interest and I'm doing it that way right. I didn't know there was a name for it I guess it's right. called avalanche method but you know for some people if they need to pay off a small cards keep motivated that's fine I was like uh-uh, this is gonna take too long and uh, but it turned into an adventure mm-hmm. all of a sudden i had the people that i needed to give me like little pointer and they didn't even know they'd mm-hmm. say something i'm all oh i can use that or i'd read something in a book oh i can use that and then making money became a game because it really is there's rules mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so now i'm learning the rules and figuring that out and uh, then i'm looking at emotional intelligence constraints that I need to work on so I became a better person Mm -hmm. so all of these things it became a blast and it wasn't that hard at all Mm -hmm. now again being a person of faith I had cooperation right Uh, in my my thinking but the fact is is that once I made that decision I am paying this Mm -hmm. and we're not ever going to be in this situation again it became an adventure absolutely it is but I had to let go of all the the ways I used to do things. You do. and I think that's gold, Coach. It is. And one of the things that you just said is, that was really powerful is that when you change your mind, you may not realize it, or the other people around you may not realize it, but information comes to you differently. Yes. You know, something that completely innocuous off-center someplace else that seems like it has nothing to do with you but it's a piece and then mm-hmm. you use it mm-hmm. here and there and that's what I found out it was for me it was like there was no ordinary moment right. and there was no wasted conversation because my mind was geared to the success that I needed your DCA exactly. the definite chief aim and everything that was relevant came to you exactly that's exactly what I'm talking about and so I made sure one that I was always listening. Mm-hmm. I was always grateful for people that were talking, and I became the student always. Yeah. Somebody is talking to me about something, and you know how sometimes people can say, well, they might kind of de- like, well, I'm not all that great. I'm like, no, this is perfect for me, right? Yeah. You just keep talking. Yeah. I don't have anything to say except listening, and that's exactly what I did from one to the next to the next to the next. And when I scored my hunt, Mm -hmm. I reached out to every one of those people and I let them know that I thanked them no matter what they thought their effort was. It was like, no, because I took every one of those individuals with me on that hunt and their knowledge. And And so your success became their success, but it takes humility to listen to people even if you sometimes don't value the package. You know, like sometimes we don't listen to certain people because we think that they don't know what they're talking about or maybe we don't like them or something but everybody has wisdom 
the chief that we can take. cornerstone, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That stone that was overlooked becomes mm-hmm. the most important one. Mm-hmm. So if you look at it from that perspective, yeah. it look as far as I'm concerned, there is no one that I speak to that doesn't have knowledge for me. Yeah. I don't care where they are on their socioeconomic scale or anything like that. It's, it's in my mind, it does not equate that I could think somebody does not have something for me that I can use. You know, I wanted to talk about like, you know, resistance to change and things Mm -hmm. like that. But actually I think by, you know, you sharing your story, all of a sudden I realized all the different times in my life where there's been significant change, it literally like, to me, it's like almost discovering a magic sauce, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like, it literally was letting go of what was, literally, good or bad. You know, and then it was, and that freed the brain to find solutions. It was, how can I, you know, it, it, it wasn't, this is what is, it's what if, and it caused my mind to start looking for solutions mm-hmm. instead of saying stuck. So like I've got here in my notes, you know, resistance to different types of effort, resistant to change uh, oneself, push past, past resistance, and if you don't want to, I had written that down, but coach, I think we actually, you know, have actually served the purpose of this podcast because I think those are the two most important keys. They, they really are. I would say that when you have a clear idea of what you want mm-hmm. and you know you're not going to let go of pursuing that, mm-hmm then you no longer have to worry about the other things. So this is why you heard me say, you know, like it's effortless, Mm -hmm. you know? So some people say, well, it takes hard work. I reject that idea because when you start saying hard work, sometimes a person can have a different relationship to that statement. What I would say is everything on the planet requires a doing. If we watch the natural world, right? Sure, birds can fly, but they have to fly. They have to flap their wings to fly, right? Everybody has to hunt to live. And I'm talking about nature right now, right? So there's really no instance ever in life where you're not required to put out effort. Now, when we're talking about the human being now, what we're saying is when you love what you do or what you're pursuing, your mindset around what's required of that is different. Yeah. Um, so for me, then it was like, I have to walk eight miles on this hunt. So Mm -hmm. I'm walking eight miles and Mm -hmm. while I'm walking eight miles, guess what I'm doing? I'm looking around and I'm laughing, I'm chuckling, I'm talking to myself because I also know when I hear that bugle, what I'm getting ready to do next. Right. Mm -hmm. So I don't even consider that in my brain anymore about something being hard or difficult. I just simply ask myself. How strongly do I desire achieving whatever that goal is? And once I have an answer to that question, then the rest of it is a ball rolling downhill. So then you formulate your plan. You know the things that you must do in order to prepare for walking eight miles, to get the shot that you need. You just start acquiring. It's like the three to thrive, you know, that we've taught. And it's like you you pull the knowledge, you pull the skill, you know what your personality, how it will help you, possibly hurt you, but you just get in there and you do the work. And I have to say, you know, looking back, it's the same thing. 
Now, with that thought, Coach, I do want to touch on this one thing you said in our pre-show combo. Okay, so you were talking about writing statements out. Right. Can you get into that a little bit? Because yeah. I, I wrote down that one word that always seems to come up, you know, when people, you Oh, know, yeah. So when you said, I am going hunting, mm-hmm. I didn't hear that word in your phrase. So can you talk a little bit about how you sometimes take people through certain statements and there's always this one word that can come up? <laughs> yes, okay. So, um, so when we talk about success or a goal, mm-hmm. somebody wants something. Mm-hmm. So the first step is, do you have a clear idea of what you want? Yeah. Not, well, kind of. So when I'm working with clients, those are the words that they're not able to use with me. Mm-hmm. Maybe, kind of, sort of, no. You either do or you don't. Right. Because that, that's the first step in directing the mind, yeah. right? So it's like, one, do you have a clear idea of what you want? Mm-hmm. Two, do you have a burning desire for this achievement, right? So for me, it was like, I'm hunting. That's all I know, I'm hunting, right? I'm mad, I'm screaming and kicking and everything, and sometimes I got a little tear that's trying to show up, but it's like, ah, because I feel it so strongly. It's like, I'm a hunter, that's what I am. And doing so at my age. Mm -hmm. The other thing is, is having a willingness to go the extra mile to stretch what we call a comfort zone. Okay. Overcome whatever kind of pride you have. So in this case here, I'm a guy in his 50s when you start doing all that kind of stuff, right? Most of the time, I'm talking to people that's been hunting since they're 13 years old, nine years old. That didn't bother me one bit. I was like, guess what? I can shoot straight right now too. (laughs) Okay. And then self-discipline and then being flexible in the mindset. Now, when we get down to what we call the real nuts and bolts, Mm -hmm. how badly do you want it? That's one of the big pieces that I confront with clients when it comes to changing. Yeah. So when I'm talking to them and I hear the language, well, I wanna do this, but, right? Mm -hmm. The minute I hear that word, I'll stop them right away. Do you really want this or not? Because when when you start hearing people say, well, but, that's an excuse. So it may be like phrases like, I want to do this, but, I wish I could do this, but, so any yeah. phrase exactly. that can have a but interjected is, is not the level of desire you're that, talking about. Exactly, and that is a negative statement in your subconscious. It zeroes out the first that's part. A, that's exactly what mm-hmm. you're telling your subconscious. When you say but, then your subconscious is like, okay, oh, okay. this person's not changing. It just checks out. I want to I want to lose 50 pounds, but, okay. Mm-hmm. I want, so again, I'm talking to the client tell me what you desire most. So this is why I'm always asking the same questions because it's always a basic thing. Yeah. It's it's never, don't give me your grand idea. Tell me what you want first. Yeah. Right? Tell me what you want first. So with me, when I'm working with clients, they have to bring paper and pen, Mm -hmm. right? Because that's another thing. When you start to write on paper, Mm -hmm. if you don't believe it, all of a sudden, look at the handwriting when you write that one thing down. It doesn't look right. It Mm -hmm. looks very different than the things that you feel very strongly about. Yeah. So it becomes another way of directing the person to their truth. Do you really want that? And this is how your brain is working. This is how your subconscious mind works. 
if you really desire what you say you desire, mm -hmm. then we're told if you have the faith of a mustard seed, tiny, okay? Tiny, tiny. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you have a strong desire for what you want, then we're told that heaven is going to bend everything to the will of the man or the woman who has a desire for some goal or some achievement and they will not accept failure, mm -hmm. they succeed every single time without exception. So when you said, you know, in the height of your frustration, you know, I am going hunting. Exactly. It wasn't just a wishful statement. It wasn't, I want to go hunting. Every cell in your being was aligning up with, I'm hunting. It, it doesn't matter, come hell or high water. I'm going to hunt. I'm going to shoot accurately. I'm going to bring my meat home because that's, that's right. how you eat. That's exactly right. It's not right. like you go to Walmart. That's exactly you know, like you, right. You, that's your food. You know? <laughs> that's right. So it's, and you can tell the difference in those statements. Mm -hmm. You can tell, like whenever we started our financial journey, it's like, I am paying this off. I am not doing bankruptcy. I am not. I refuse. And I knew if I had to work three jobs, mm -hmm. I was going to do it. And so it's that resolution, that determination that comes with that statement, and then all of the buts are eliminated. Exactly. So we did a podcast recently at the chamber talking about engineering happiness, yes, right? Yes, yes. So what you just said is a part of that. Mm -hmm. Because once your thoughts changed mm -hmm. about how you and your husband were going to um, move through this next stage of financial management, mm -hmm. your mind, not, your mindset didn't just change, but your whole DNA structure began to change. So now your waking thought and your closing thought was, I am going to be in a different place. We're living a different life, and this is what we're going to have to do. And when you get up, you have the strength for it. Mm -hmm. I had someone tell me uh, last night, actually, that I was blessed. And, and I agree. I know I am. But I don't want that idea of being blessed to negate the intense effort it took to produce change. But what was interesting is it didn't feel like effort. So uh, mm -hmm. I know we're almost at 40 minutes, but I've got to share this. Oh, no, go right ahead. Because I... Listen up. <laughs> and I've got my, my business podcast. I talk about this a little bit more in depth. But I had two dreams before we started really experiencing financial problems. And they were basically the same dream. Just a couple things changed. And when I have that, I know it's a significant mm -hmm. you know, dream and I need to pay attention. And so my dad was a truck driver. Mm -hmm. I'd go with him every summer for probably three years, 16, 17, 18, when I was that age. And got to go all over, you know, 42 states. I mean, it was a blast. My dad's hilarious, so mm -hmm. we had a lot of fun. Well, in the dream, I'm on the road with him. He's driving. I'm in the passenger seat, and I had a bad feeling. You know, it was just kind of like a, a foreboding. Something mm -hmm. bad was about to happen. And so now I'm extra vigilant. I'm looking around in the, you know, the dream. I'm looking at the road, and all of a sudden I see it. There's this huge hole right in the road that was going to take us and the truck down. So mm -hmm. kind of like a sinkhole, but it's mm -hmm. like a vortex where it spun you and pulled you down. It wasn't just gravity, okay? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. I went to warn my dad in the dream, and before the dream completed, I woke up. 
Well, fast forward a few weeks, few months, few days, I can't remember. I'm in the dream again. This time, I'm driving the truck. My mother-in-law is in the passenger seat, and my son, who at the time was 10, but in the dream he was five, he was sitting in the bunk, you know, the bed, Mm -hmm. between our two seats, just dangling his feet. Mm -hmm. And I had the bad feeling again, but before I could even say anything, we're going down into the vortex. Mm -hmm. And so in the dream, I'm pulling with intense effort the steering wheel to get us back up and out, and all of a sudden the dream ended. Years later, I realized my dad had um, ruined his credit for not paying bills due to failed divorce and failed oil business over in Odessa. My mother-in-law racked up a lot of credit card debt, and she went into bankruptcy. I knew Kent being the dream was generational, that if I did not change something, he was going to fall into the same hole. Mm-hmm. And But what stood out to me, Coach, was the intense effort to get us out of that hole because it was sucking us down. Mm-hmm. And so fast forward today, I'm like, you know, I mean, I, I really can't think that there was that much intense effort. The Because, again, I was like, I'm getting out of debt. And all the intense effort disappeared. Now, I had embarrassment that at the age of 45, I'm having, having to get a job. Right. You know, I didn't want anybody, any of my clients to know that I had to work, you know. But I was like, you know what, that's just pride. I'm going to tell people. But, you know, it was kind of embarrassing. Uh, how can you be a business consultant when you can't manage your money? I mean, there's just so many imposter syndrome mm-hmm. thoughts that went through my head. So I would say that was probably more intense than anything else. Right. When it came putting thousands of dollars toward debt, it didn't bother me at all. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't look at it as a waste of money. I look at it as I am getting us to a place where our future is going to be totally different. Right. And even though I made this mistake, I felt good about myself that I'm going to pay something that I did. I'm mm-hmm. not going to not pay our bills you know what I mean it's integrity issue no judgment against those that had to do bankruptcy the whole point of that was I was kind of trying to figure out where the intense effort was because coach it wasn't that intense like you were saying once you let all that go the adventure starts and I think this is the one thing that over this process that we're trying to get our clients and our listeners to understand if you listen closely we're telling you there's a theme. Mm-hmm. When you change your mind based on a clear vision yes. of what you want and a commitment to fulfill that vision, you are no longer saddled with all of the contingencies or possibilities or conundrums. They no longer zit, uh, exist Exist. because when your mind is focused on what you want, that's what directs your energy and that's what gets supported and the longer you stay in that mindset the easier things feel and they become right even though there may be some effort involved but the effort doesn't feel the same because it's a natural part of the process it doesn't coach it's like magic seriously i mean it was like an adventure it's like all of a sudden all these resources i mean i had people mailing me money yes you know i mean it was incredible yeah and it was so much fun and and so i guess maybe the most uh, difficult part or the effort was the the changing of the mindset looking at the numbers Mm -hmm. getting over that fear it's like burn your bridges Mm -hmm. burn them the quicker you burn up fear the quicker you burn up 
how you used to do things, the quicker you burn up all that stuff where you leave yourself no option by having that clear, this mm -hmm. is what I'm going to mm -hmm. do, uh, the, the funner it will be and the easier it'll be. The real pandemic in our society is fear. Yep. Yep. Right? Fear and doubt. Yep. Because once they take up root in your mind, all you see is limitations. Yes. All you see is what you are not able to do. Mm -hmm. And then after a while, when you become clothed in fear and doubt, you become so comfortable in it. You're sitting there, you're, you're 60 pounds heavier, mm. but you can't even see it because we've turned that part of your brain off anymore. Mm -hmm. You don't even see that body when you look in the mirror. And I've heard people tell me that before. It's like, all I see are my eyes. And it's like, but it's true because they just stop living. And it's like, wow. But again, I just want to repeat this one more time for our listeners. When you make up your mind, when you have conviction about what you want, mm -hmm. a clear idea for its achievement, all the support you need is going to be here for you. Yeah. This podcast that you and I are doing is going to touch somebody and they're going to hear it and they're going to say, I've been waiting to hear that mm -hmm. because this is how it works. Yeah. And it always works that way. I think your truth that you just spoke confronted BS. I don't have to get all riled up this time, Coach. You know, I can just <laughs> stay calm. But I do have to say, for me today, this podcast was actually more of a discussion. It was like all of a sudden it clicked in place. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like I was looking back. I'm like, that's what happened. Mm -hmm. It was like, you know how sometimes you do stuff, <laughs> and then all of a sudden when you start talking about it, you reverse engineer, and you're like, oh. That's what it was. Absolutely. That was so good. So let me just throw this in there real okay. quick. So for the listener, I want to just say this to you. This podcast might be a little bit long, mm -hmm. but there's 168 hours in a week. Yes. You have enough time for this. But I want to say something about Sherry here. Three years ago, I didn't know she existed on the planet. Now we're sitting here doing a podcast. Mm hmm I am having an outstanding time here in Clovis, New Mexico in the process of help bringing a service to this community that I have a strong desire for. Yeah. I don't get to do this at the level that I'm doing this without the relationship that I have with you. So okay. for you business owners, for you entrepreneurs, for any of you people here in Clovis or in the surrounding communities, counties, and you're trying to figure out what you want to do next, mm -hmm. call Sherry Wilson. Mm -hmm. Don't mm -hmm. wait, just call Sherry Wilson and mm -hmm. let her do what she does best and watch your life change. Well, That's all I want to say. I appreciate that coach and I think the work we're doing, I mean the coaching intensive, we're kind of getting our feet wet in that, mm -hmm. but we're, we're figuring it out and it's, to me, when you get a synergy of two people that mesh and that can't, they're on the same page, you know, mastermind. a mastermind, and then you can harness that energy to help other people. It's the best feeling in the world. And we take it very seriously. Like it bugs us if we feel we're not oh, yeah. delivering our best, yeah. but you can find out all about that um, in the show notes and contact and all that. Um, we would like reviews. 
it keeps you in the podcast. It, it'll help us get up and uh, people, more people see it. Uh, so if you could uh, go over there and do that, share it. Uh, but this episode right here, I think Coach has been one of our most significant so far, at least for me personally. Good. Absolutely wonderful. Okay, Gandalf. That's right. Call Sherry Wilson. Call Coach Greg McNeil. That's what I was about to say. We are here to support you to live your life to the fullest possible. Drop the doubt at the doorstep. Mm -hmm. The hell yeah life, Coach. That's right, and we'll see you soon.